Yo, what's up? Welcome up to another episode of the CDK Horatio Podcast. What's happening with you, bro? How you feeling? Hey, man. Feeling good, bro. I'm on an all-fruit diet. Strictly fruit and water, bro. I came in here feeling good. I feel light. You know what I'm saying? Airy. Ready to pod. I'm feeling good, though. How about you? Good, man. Amazing. I might join you on the on the Strictly Fruit Diet. How long are you doing this for? A week? 30 days? What's the, what's the... Yeah, I can't hear you. You can hear me now, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going as long, bro. I'm going until I want a pork chop, bro. Until I feel the the urge to really like give in to my uh, desires of eating meat, bro. But I'm gonna tell you what, yo, it's a big ass change, yo. Like, just you think that you think that it, it ain't gonna be nothing, bro. But you see how much you crave uh, food, meat, dairy, processed foods, all that type of stuff. So I'm just trying to, you know, what I'm saying change my lifestyle. So yeah, bro. But I'm feeling good though. I'm feeling good. I'm I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Um, something I want to start the pod with, bro, is that it is homecoming season. You know, obviously oh, yeah. us going to HBCUs, bro, this is the time that we get to rekindle um, relationships. We get to meet back up with people. Um, so how you feeling about homecoming season? I know you do a lot of hosting and stuff like that during this time. But um, do you ever really get to experience homecoming? Like just, you know, like so, everybody else? Yeah, last year was the first time I really got a chance to just sit back and, like, really just do homecoming. You feel me? So all the blocks will be spun for homecoming season. Best believe that. If I was fuck with you in undergrad, I'm going to fuck you again. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Am I? No, no but you no, so, Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So, like, during homecoming season, um, I used to go to other people's homecomings, like Alabama State and Tuskegee, just to see the different cultures. Because when I was the number one HBCU host, currently, I had to – understand the different dynamics of what other HBCUs brought to the table and how us as black people are also so diverse and what other universities do as far as culture. And just, I wanted to be in the know. Um, so right. now that I'm kind of like removed from college, um, I do still go to homecomings, but when, you know, people book me for homecomings or whatnot, this will be the first year I'll be hosting A&T's actual like on campus events, homecoming stuff. The, the university finally, you know what I'm saying, gave your boy his flowers. So I will be closing mm-hmm. the tailgate this year. I'll be the last voice you hear before you go home for get your homecoming for next year. So um, I'm super excited about that. That's going to be on, on the on the big yard. About 50,000 to 60,000 people out there will be hearing me turn up. So I do get a chance to really do it. Um, you know, I, you know, being on the track for us is like you made it in Aggieland. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like that's where all the legends are. What a band huddles up and stuff like that. You get to see your folks and for real. So they they lock down a lot of that stuff, but hopefully over time they start loosening the back that up because that I mean that's kind of what the culture is about. Being on the yard, right. the game, the band is just it just feels great. Right, definitely. I'm I'm ready for the depths. I don't know, bro, but I mean I don't know if I'm going this year, bro. Last year I went because I was hosting an event at a club, so it was like you know it was like I'm getting paid to. But now I don't really feel like last year I felt like during the day I could be doing something else right now. Like I could be doing something different. So I I, want to go back to homecoming when I feel like I have something to celebrate, per se, or if I'm getting paid. Um, But, yeah, man, um, (laughs) you said said something about uh, uh, meeting with, you know, if if you fuck with somebody before, now you want to fuck with them again, bro. That, That is the biggest pressure of homecoming, period, yo. And I've seen it last year. I even made a video about it last year. About I was walking and I saw heard some alumni from like talking about some girl and how she looked better in 03. And I'm like, yo, these niggas are still out here trying to get it. So shout out to the alumni. Shout out to um everybody doing homecoming season. I just wanted to bring that up. Moving on. 
since we're talking about homecoming, there's going to be a lot of fraternities and sororities and that whole thing. You meet back up with your people. Did you see this story about a um, elementary school administration um, a teacher or principal who um, went to school and saw a little white girl in an AKA shirt that had 1908 on the bottom, right? And so she saw it, told the girl to go change her shirt. Well, made the girl change, gave a girl uh, another shirt to change. Now, granted, this girl is in between four and seven years old. You know, white girl, she may not have known. Um, and people, it's giving people a, a big um, uproar about, you know, whether that is acceptable to do based on that girl's knowledge of what she was doing. Um, and I just thought that was an interesting conversation because I've come from people like my, my all the women in my family are AKAs men are in um, fraternity and stuff like that. So it's like, you understand that, but I do think that there has to be a a line. What do you think about that? As far as sending your kid to school and the teacher based on not, you know, your ignorance of what you have on makes you change your shirt and um, sends you home with another, with another shirt. I mean, if she was going to do that, she could at least told the girl to change before she went back home. But, I mean, she could have just told the parent just in case that she did not know what that meant. Making a child change in elementary school, she would have been in high school and be like, all right. But elementary school, come on, bro. Like, be for real. Yeah. Um, but I do think the education of what it means and is important. So I, I do think that she wasn't wrong necessarily for saying something, but making her change, I feel like, was a little extreme. Right, right. Definitely. And, you know, when you... The hard part about this whole comp- type of conversation, we're not in, in, in um, organizations like that. So it's, it's hard to get an understanding of why they feel so serious about it. And it's their belief system. So it's hard to change that. You know, they believe that whatever process that they went through to get that is very sacred. And it's hard for them to see somebody wearing, you know, saying representing that because they didn't go through that. And that's perfectly understandable. That's perfectly fine. But I do think there is a level of like, hey, you know, this little white girl did not know what this was you know that she wasn't trying to like perpetrate uh this sorority or whatever so i just thought that was an interesting conversation i actually saw a lot of people agree with what we're saying which i thought was going to be the complete opposite because you know we have seen videos of grown people <laughs> perping as they say in these uh fraternity sororities so i just thought that was an interesting conversation what else you got for the pie brother <clears throat> um i saw a post on instagram so instagram four years ago like last week they mm-hmm. Added the, well, no, not the DMs. It was the the um, yes. So Instagram, you know, before Instagram didn't have DMs. Do right. you feel like we were in a better space when you had to say what you had to say to somebody on their post? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. DM, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what Instagram, Instagram really fucked the game up. The the the, the private DM now, like the thing that 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 yeah. disappears because now you really, bro, you really had to be bold. And I thought about that too. Like, yo, you really used to have to comment. On the on that picture, hey, whatever you you know, what I'm saying, hey, I, let me get your number, whatever. So yeah, bro, I do think that the the direct message did kind of fuck up some things, but it also gave you the, it also gives you like a false sense of confidence. You know, what I'm saying like even the private DM gives you more of a false sense of confidence. You like, <laughs> well, if she opened it, she ain't. What she, if she screenshot it, I'm gonna see it. You know, what I'm saying so. All mm-hmm. of this is giving us more access to be like in the dark shades of our life and really like be able to like be on the dark side and be like, Oh, well, you know, and be able to disconnect. But that is the truth. When you had to say it out in public in front of everybody, you had to stay, you had to stand on your stand on business, bro. 
You had, you had to, to stand, stand on, on business. business. <laughs> you had to stand on business in front of every in front of everybody that wanted that girl to or wanted that opportunity or whatever the hell we were talking about. So yeah. So matter of fact, let's bring that back. Stand on business in the comments. Stand on business in front of everybody. Shoot your shot in front of everybody so everybody can see it. I would not be partaking in that shit. <laughs> Absolutely One man against 50, nigga. Yo, <laughs> now, now I think about it, bro. Cheating back in the day was cheating back in the day was, was, was a lot easier, man. Like, okay, boom. Even with the phones. My mom was telling me before when they got their phone bills, it would tell you everybody that they called, how long right. you were on the phone with them, what the date was, if they called back, who called who. Like, and it was that that was like the standard phone bill. It had the track of everything that you did back then. So I had found out that people used to like stop the mail and and you would like go pick the mail up from the mail yeah. center to stop that from coming to your crib so they wouldn't know who you've been calling for. <laughs> yeah. Even even if you watch old comedy, they all it's always been in, in every level of technology, it's yeah. gonna be getting caught up in some way. Cause um I've heard jokes about the pager, like your pager going off. And yeah. they're going, and your girl going, who, who's that page of you? Which is like now, it's like, who's that, who's that calling you? Who's that DMing you? So every level, there's going to be niggas trying to cheat, <laughs> using the technology to try to cheat on the street. So, but shout out to the bill. That, I, didn't even, I, didn't even, I, I didn't even know about that. Like, all, it had all the numbers. So they're trying to flag down the mail, man. Hey, hey, let me get that real quick. <laughs> who is this number? And why was you talking to it for 24 minutes? No, nah, that was crazy, bro. That was crazy, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to um, uh, speak on this. And this is real random. I just thought about this. If people are losing weight, if somebody loses weight around you, or, and I've seen this on Instagram, don't be the person that says, well, I liked you when you was big. <laughs> what? <laughs> people do that, bro, especially with women. I've seen that with women all the time. I mean, like, a girl will lose weight, and she looks a lot better than what she did. And it'd be niggas in the comments saying, I mean, shit, I want to fuck you at that. Bro, she didn't feel like that. So be happy for people at the level that they want to be at, not the one that you think that they should be at. And, and, and what a lot of people don't realize that when you express stuff like that, it's really showing your own insecurity, you know what I'm saying, your own thing about people. And people cannot check that. It's so hard for people to do that because, you know, you're so we're so in it. So, and, and that's just in general, like the, the weight example is a small example. But in life, like if somebody, if you see somebody leveling up or see somebody doing something different, if that is ha- if that is fulfilling for them, be happy for them, man. Don't don't try to bring up their past and say, well, I mean, you was making more money doing this, so you was doing that. I thought you was straight doing this. It don't matter what you think, bro. That's why I'm not doing it. And I'm, I'm I'm or people are moving forward because that's something that they want to do. And so that's a quick way to get your ass eliminated out of the friend group or out of you know what I'm saying out of their space because I'm not saying I'm not saying you throwing hate, but it is it's not supported. And anything that's not supportive can be looked at as hate. It can be looked at as a roadblock to um, stopping your progress. So be happy for people from at where they're at right then, even if you don't agree. Also, that kind of goes into, like, growing with your audience, though. Like, like when you were talking about, like, when people are living up, stuff like that, growing with your audience, this is, I mean, we were referring to the Drake album here, um, or, or the, the shit between him and Joe Budden, but I kind of felt, the growing with your audience thing, but I also understand staying relevant. But a person right. that I feel does really good at that is Usher. Usher is still mm-hmm. making new music that's playing right now for like good, good. He's collabing with Dirk and, and Summer Walker or uh or um 
what was the other song with him and City Girls? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But still collaborating uh, with these younger folks. But what I felt like Usher does, does is bring those younger folks up to his level when it right. comes to music. And he's he's not conforming to what is is good for them. But I feel like he's doing what's good for his core audience. But he's just adding a new element, introducing new folks to his core audience. And now that those uh, younger folks are on the song, he's getting introduced to the newer audience. And it still sounds great. Now, I do feel like he went through a phase where he was trying to figure that out in like 2013 with the like the no limits mm-hmm. and all of that. Right. He went through that stage. But I feel like the, the the overall core value of what I'm saying is you can continue to stay young and stay relevant and re, re- renovate yourself. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, I feel like that's going through stages in your career and your life and changing things up. I think that's important. But I feel like when you're trying to cater to the younger folks to stay young, I mm-hmm. do feel like that's, um, in a sense, childish, and I think that right. everybody should be growing. How do you feel about that? Do you do you agree with the whole um, Drake thing? Because I feel like nobody can comment on Drake's, like because Drake is Drake to me is clout. Like he makes the sound, and somebody who agrees with that I've heard is DJ Khaled. He said that he's jokingly about it, but he's for real, meaning like. If Drake likes it, if I, if I have something that Drake says is pretty good, then it's pretty much going to go. And that's pretty much how it's been for at least the past seven years or so, as far as Drake's mind translating to the audience. It goes because he likes it. It goes in. So it's hard to say that. It's hard to say, well, he's not keeping up with his time because he is the one that makes clout. Now, that it may be on the audience, on us, on the other rappers that have given him this type of status for him to be able to do this. But I do think it's kind of, it's kind of built in ageism to say that because granted, do those people who want to hear Drake, um, Drake's new life and where he's at right now, do they exist? Absolutely. And does he, I'm sure want to grow his audience? Absolutely. But like you said, he's been given the responsibility of being clout. He is, there is no, body that's higher than him so it's a double-edged sword that he's playing with and he has to appease people our age people younger than us and people his age who are older than us so it's like it's hard i feel like it's it's hard to speak on drake in in this light so i feel like the people that say hey look we want an album from drake that he's talking about his son he's talking about you know him wanting to be in love and everything like that that is true right but is that going to move the numbers as as well as this now is he is 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 he gonna give songs to where people saying, Well damn man, Drake's falling off, he's getting old. And Drake is the type of person that as you see, you know, it's the, the joke is that he's from everywhere or whatever. He likes that. He likes that, you know, to be included, to make him feel young and all that type of stuff. So I don't know if it's his downfall or whatever, because it's working. It's like I don't know what you can say. This this album's on pace to do um very well. But it's to me it's it's a it's a hard mix up because I don't really care about hearing Drake's new like life or whatever, because he's presented himself as this thing. And so you want more of that thing. I think he understands that too. For me, um, I want to speak from an entertainment standpoint, but also like another example, like Rick Ross, right? For every artist, like, and, and I'm huge on the, I don't need everything from everybody. Like right. I'm huge on like the niche. Like that's why I like whoever I like. Rick mm-hmm. Ross makes me feel like I'm popping bottles. Like when I, when I'm doing events that are high scale, I listen to Rick Ross in the shower. I listen to the Jay-Z's. Like, I want to feel like that. You know what I'm saying? So if Rick Ross came to me doing all this, like, when he did the song Wiggle, I hated that shit. Because I'm like, bro, 
I don't want no twerk music from Rick Ross. Rick Ross, exactly. I need to be popping bottles with you. That's what you establish yourself as. You can, you, you can, you can venture out and do other things, right? We all try new things, but when it comes down to the core of what you do on a regular basis, and now we're getting to the point where Drake is like really on another level, like right. There's been multiple albums that is like, okay, now we're really moving away from like the whole rappy rap stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So even for me as an entertainer, right? When we talk about leveling up, but also staying with your core audience. A lot of folks know I got my come up in college. My peak was not in college, right? So what I do is now is I don't do everything I do doesn't have everything to do with college. But now I'm doing, you know what I'm saying, tours with artists and and, and financial literacy panels. Like we're still tapping in with the HBCU stuff. We also got Mm -hmm. new things that we're doing. And the level at what we're doing with the core audience is different. So now when we're doing homecomings and 21 plus events and whatever, my folks that were with me, my core audience is like, okay, I can still attend these things and support you. But had I not been able to do that, those folks fall off. You know what I'm saying? Same thing exactly. with wrestling. We said it all the time. We'd be like, bro, what is all this new stuff? When I was growing up with wrestling, everybody was getting hit in the face. Everybody was bleeding out till they died. Like, right, this right. is what we want to see. The mm-hmm. e- EC, ECW stuff. You know what I'm saying? So all this kitty stuff is like with the with the with the theatrical matches. We don't want to see that. So now we have places like AEW and WWE that's really creating that, you know what I'm saying? balance of both for both demographics so i feel like there's a balance in that but i i just think that the gimmicks i don't know i have mm-hmm. the gimmicks <laughs> now going back going back to what you just said right about how you're you're leveling up between going to college and these different events right if you had a group of people who liked you in college now talking about well we just want you to 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 do this or we want you to be like bro i can do whatever i want so it's like, yep. as an artist, it is a little bit of like, hey, bro, and and, and this is what artists, um, you know, people who make content eventually have to come to. I'm going to do what I do. You listen and you enjoy it. If you don't listen, enjoy it, do your own thing. And that and that has to be your idea when you do that type of stuff. Um, because otherwise, you're going to be trying to cater to too many people rather than what is coming out of your own mind. Yes. Side note, I had an amazing moment uh, this past weekend. My little brother called me and asked me, do I like wrestling? I said, cause you know, he's young. I yeah. said, you got into wrestling. Oh man. I'm so excited, bro. Now granted <laughs> he's in, he's in this new type of WWE that I have no, I know nothing about, <laughs> but I'm excited. I can guide his hand in this wrestling journey. Cause he's now, he just got into it. So we can go back to the old stuff. I can learn some new stuff. I can take him, you know, some wrestling matches. So definitely that's something that's, um, that's big on me. Cause I dropped off. Once I found out wrestling was fake, Done for. <laughs> I, it, it killed my childhood. <laughs> nah, for real, uh, what bro. you got, bro? Yeah, change it up. So, um, yo, in middle school, nah, probably like elementary school, bro. It was really, I won't say fuck Michelle Obama, bro, but we was mad at her oh. for a minute. Bro. Thank you, CDK, for bringing this up. Thank yo, you. we was, bro. Now that I look back at it, we was mm-hmm. hot with Michelle Obama about the wheat cookies, the 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 sugar free drinks, bro. Oh, <laughs> how minimum. fast. Oh, how fast your love for the Obamas changed when this lady took out, bro. When I tell you earlier in my in my school career, we was eating little Debbie's donuts, bro. They had the 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 um they had the vending machines with the real candy and stuff, bro. When she came through, shout out to Michelle Obama, wrecking shit, bro. She came through with, and that's the only thing that I've seen that is a visible change. Like that, it changed in like a year. Shout out to her, bro. Now, granted, do you think that helped? Do you think that that helped a lot of fat kids become skinnier? <laughs> eating, eating sun chips and the baked lays? 
I started to go to like sun shows. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, probably so, bro, because it actually probably saved a lot of money from a lot of parents, bro. Because I know folks used to be stealing a couple of dollars every day to get the mm-hmm. cookies and the and the uh because we had like dollar fries. Like we could get a couple of fries and you fill it up yeah. for a dollar. That the sodas, like we really had that in schools. But like kids now, I don't is this still a thing or did they change oh, nah. it back? I mean, I would imagine that since the time that happened with us, it's probably just kept getting like that, you know what I'm saying? Just like getting healthier, healthier food options. Because literally, like, they were literally feeding us complete shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, wheat was... cookies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, it was... Shout out to bro. I would never forgive Michelle Obama for doing that. Even though it's a great thing, and it helped a lot of people, but bro, she took away the sting of lunchtime, bro. You don't want to go to... You don't want to go to lunch and get baked Lay's chips or Sun Chips or the wheat um, hot fries or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, but Maybe it helped. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> that is crazy, man. I've always talked about it. I'm glad you brought it up. Okay. Um, we can move into uh, Better Days to Come. Okay. Um, if you don't have anything else. All right. My Better Days to Come, which is, you know, we end the episode on something positive. We, we, you know, we try to make sure the episode is positive in general, but definitely want to leave y'all with something. Um, what, consume, what you consume is you. What you consume is you. And I'm, I'm not talking about straight food and, and, and stuff like that. I'm talking about just like your mental diet, everything. You know, we we as people, and we talked about this last weekend with doom scrolling, but you literally can get caught up not only um, as an as an effect of doom scrolling, but you can get caught up in a, in your own like little mini verse online. You know, what I'm saying everything is feeding you what you like, um, and and that can be positive or negative. That can be um, you know, going deep into gossip, going deep into things that are are, are negative. And that becomes you. You don't even see like that type of shit comes out of your damn pores now. Um, negativity and gossip and these things that are, you know, I would say consider bad for you. So what you consume is you. So make sure that you are trying to spend time with yourself so that you can see what is it that I like? What is it that I want to do? You know what I'm saying? What is it that I value so that I so that those things can start coming out of my pores rather than the things that I consume? Okay, okay, okay. Following up with that, um, one way to become successful is by having a slight bit of delusion, man. If you think that your dreams are obtainable, they're not big enough, man. You should think that what you you should think that the stuff you should be able to do, you shouldn't be able that you're do, you shouldn't be able to think that you're actually doing it till it happens and be like, yo, like this is actually happening. Like right. you should be mind blown when the things that you really want to come to fruition is coming to you. So right. I also think that you should be slightly delusional when it comes to being successful, man. That means you're really punching that upper echelon. You're punching that ceiling to make sure that you're going through to the next level. And you're how thinking outside the box. How delusional do you think that you have to be? Because, look, you you would now have to be extremely delusional. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even us, I mean, you know, the rooms that we've been in, the things that we've been around, in order to maintain those things, you would have to be like, well, I mean, this is going to have to be uh, – million dollar billion dollar business that i'm gonna have to be in or a part of or founding or something in order for me to sustain what i'm doing right now so what type of delusion do you think that and and how what's the balance of that of of that and reality you would say the reality needs to be the work that you put in Mm -hmm. whatever work you put in if you put in an unlimited amount of work and your work ethic is crazy then you should be just as crazy so the delusion needs to stop where your work ethic stops so if your work Mm. ethic is shit then you shouldn't be delusional about nothing because <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I'm saying you need to be realistic. You need to be a little bit more realistic. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I think that there should be yeah, definitely a balance with that. 
That's that's great, bro. Uh, your delusion should end where your work ethic or, or, or like where the realistic um, part of you that's working ends. You know what I'm saying? That's that's definitely true because we because there are people that are homeless that have that are delusional <laughs> and they have you know what I'm saying like that are you know not in the best circumstances. Great man, great episode, guys. Um, also, too, I want to end this on too. Um, and we talked about this earlier. Um, fuck with the people that fuck with you. Um, we had a good um, we we have a good listenership. And we want to definitely make sure that we're serving y'all and how we give that um, to y'all is, is to make sure that we're, we're giving y'all the best episode. So definitely share this with your people. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, follow us individually, follow the pod, follow me at Horatio Radio, and you can follow the pod at CDK and Horatio. Follow me at CDK on the mic on all social media platforms. We will holler at you again next week. Make sure you download, share, 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 share it again. Definitely. Y'all have a good week.